After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Gene Higgins, film and TV producer, responsible for overseeing the production of more than $500 million in motion pictures and television projects. Gene is currently producing the top-rated TV show, Lost. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Gene Higgins. Welcome to our show, Gene. Thank you. So, the producer, what does a producer do and what is your everyday like? Oh, big question, actually. The producer is responsible for the production of the show. So, it goes everything from take the scripts, which the writers deliver us the scripts. We, I'm responsible for overseeing the breakdown of the scripts, the scheduling, the budgeting, the hiring, all the pieces that go together to actually make it and put it on film. So you, are, would that be kind of like a, what the CEO does of a company, what what a producer does in in TV similar, and film? more like the COO. The CEO would really be the executive producers. I'm more like the chief operating officer. So what do you do on a daily basis? It could be structured any number of ways. Um, I try and start the day on the set. Not always realistic. For us, that means anywhere between six and seven o'clock in the morning. Could be in Honolulu, could be on the North Shore. Long drive if it's on the North Shore. Make it back, stay till first shot, make it back to the office. Go over all the bills, do the cost estimating. We put out every day what we call a hot cost. What did the day, the day before cost us? We know by 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning exactly what the day before cost us. So you track the budget as it goes through on a daily basis. Well, and sometimes on an hourly basis, but we... We tend to run very well. Normal day for us is a 12-hour day. We go into overtime after 12, but Lost rarely does that. How do you keep it together? That sounds like so many moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts. We have, any given time, about 390 full and part-time employees. Show takes 10 calendar days to shoot, but they give us eight days to shoot it in. So every eight days, we're doing two days of double-ups where we run two full crews. So it's like making two shows at the same time. It's a lot of pieces. You get very good at logistics. Can you take us down the road of how you started in this industry and then how you made your way up to this producer position? I was going to college and studying oceanographic engineering. And somebody from Scripps came up to speak to us when we were undergraduates. I wanted to go to graduate school at Scripps. And they said, you know, you're really a bunch of math science geeks and we're not too interested in you. So um, I thought, oh, I need to get more well-rounded. So I took a theater class and fell in love with it and sort of did a right turn with my major. I was on the five-year plan and went into theater, became an actress for a while, worked on stage, got a job as a PA thinking somebody would see me and I would get some parts and some small production and the very first thing I did as a PA when on film 
I went, oh, I see. Acting's like, you know, a small part of a larger overall, and I want to be in charge of the whole thing. So when I was 21 and a PA, I decided I wanted to be a producer. When you say PA, what is PA? Production assistant. Gopher. Get the coffee. (laughs) Run and fetch. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you said, I want to be a producer, then what do you do? You, You... How do you go about doing that? You just keep working at it. In every opportunity that comes along, you take the next step. Uh, sometimes oh. you need to create your own opportunities. And then... So you didn't just become a... You said I, you, it, it wasn't just, I want to become a producer, and all of a sudden, now I'm a producer. No. Okay. Although, you know, in a lot of the, the common layman parlance, let's be honest, you can rent an office and put in a telephone and say you're a producer. But whether or not you actually get the job and make the money and make the shows is something else. So, no, it was, it was a long process. I didn't know anybody in the film business. I wasn't connected by family or anything. So I really had no one to guide me. I thought, somewhat erroneously, that if I was going to be a producer, I needed to really know how to make films. And to me, that means ground up. I mean, everything. I know enough about lighting, I know enough about grip, enough about film and lab, about cameras, so that I signed up a couple of times to go into the Directors Guild training program. But by then I was doing documentaries and I was running around the world doing what I was trying to sign up to learn how to do in studio style. So I was never home when it came time to do it. So eventually I got, I got into the Directors Guild thinking that I was going to get in as like a second AD, but because I'd taken all these boxes and boxes of everything I'd ever signed and production reports and call sheets and payroll, I went in. I was 28. I was a unit production manager in the Directors Guild. Second woman. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Gene Higgins, film and TV producer responsible for overseeing the production of more than $500 million in motion picture and television projects. Gene has worked in 27 foreign countries and most major cities and states of the U.S. How did you end up in Hawaii after all of these different positions and, and traveling the world? I had heard the studio had a show going to Hawaii. So I called a production executive that I knew over there, and I said, I hear you've got a show going to Hawaii. I need to be on it. And she goes, oh, no, we're not. I said, oh, believe me, you do. You just haven't announced it yet, but you do. So she says, oh, I guess we better go to lunch. So 
it was one of those business lunches and she set it up i went she set up a meeting with jj abrams who was the creator of the show and Sarah Kaplan, who was J.J.'s producer, they had been working together on Alias, and this was sort of an offshoot of Alias. I had a meeting with them, and it went well. So did you just call them, or did you already have a relationship established? Did they know your background, your history? I had a relationship with Disney, the studio, where I had done a number of movies of the week. I had just finished doing half a season of a show called Line of Fire, and... I used to drop in periodically and do movies of the week with them. I would do a pilot with them. But, you know, we're all freelance. We all work freelance. So rarely are you ever on staff in our business. Is this the first time you've worked in Hawaii? Yes, although I was dying to come back. I mean, I came over here and surfed when I was 13. And then I came back and spent the summer when I was 16. So it's always been, how do I get back there? What, what's your take on it? Because you've traveled all over the world. You've shot movies. You've been in business all over the world. What's your take on Hawaii and doing business here and shooting here? And the, you know, What's it like for someone not from here? Doing business in Hawaii, I think, is very interesting. First of all, it's great fun. It's nice. I'm enjoying the heck out of myself. It's, it's interesting to be in a culture that is, that is part, the United Sta- part of the United States. And yet, to me, as an outsider looking at it, it looks much more to the east than it does to the mainland. And personally, I find that very interesting and very energizing and very new and different and a lot of fun. It's very interesting to me. The studio's take on it is that I keep telling them, no, we have to do business slightly differently here. You know, you have to come over and, frankly, think more Asian, which is not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. You know, but then if you go to Italy, you have to think Italian. So what's the difference? So how is that as a producer? Because you're traveling, you're promoting different, I guess, shows or movies or television shows that you're doing. How is it to learn the different cultures and be okay with where you're at? To me, it's fascinating. I mean, when I first started out after I got that little PA job, uh, I started doing documentaries. So three of us used to travel all over the world and do these corporately sponsored documentaries which was, for me, sort of join the film business, see the world. So early, early on, I was immersed in, okay, we're three days in Africa, and then we fly to Brazil, and we're three days in Brazil, and then let's go to Japan, and then let's go to Australia. So you learned early on to be very flexible and very adaptable. And then how did you learn the business side, or did you always kind of have that knack for the business side? I have a knack for numbers, and it's something I just inherited from my father. I can't really explain it. I remember numbers. It makes makes the studio a little nervous because I know exactly where I am, but it will take the accountant three days on paper to justify it. But it's always there. So it's it makes that part of my job for me easier because to me the more interesting side of it is the creative side, and yet... You have to completely support it with absolutely solid production, solid numbers. I mean, I can safely say that Lost is on budget, and um, we don't go over. And that's the best way to earn your freedom, isn't it, is to do a good job. How, How do you know when you have a hit on your hands before you actually get ratings back and all that? Do you get a certain feeling? Have you been right all the time? Are you wrong sometimes? How do you know that? Usually, I'm... Pretty right. I mean, very honestly, working freelance, 
you want to do the shows that you want to do, but then, of course, there's times that you just need to do a show. I sort of divide it up into mortgage payments and art. You know, it's 90% mortgage payments, so you can afford to do the 10% art. Um, this show, the minute J.J. told me what the concept of the show was, I went, oh, it's, it's a total solid hit. But I think you have to look at the project in terms, especially television, in terms of what's going on economically currently, what is the political situation currently. I mean, if you look at Lost, Lost is wonderful escapist entertainment. If you compare that to sort of the social milieu and the economy that's going on right now, it's not all that wonderful. People want escapism. You go back to the Clinton era when the economy was great. What were the shows that were hits? Shows that were about everybody's problems. Right now, everybody has enough of their own problems. They don't want to look at more. I mean, go all the way back to the 70s in the Vietnam era. If you track what was the hit show, it was laugh-in, you know? Life was terrible. The show, they want escapism. Lost is the perfect show for the time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Gene Higgins, film and TV producer. So Gene, through this all, when were you okay with you're not going to be necessarily acting in these predictions, but you're going to be, you know, the... PA, and then soon to be the producer. I don't think I was probably a wonderful actress. I was probably an okay actress. A friend of mine once told me that I was too organized to be a really good actress. <laughs> I was okay with it the minute I saw the bigger picture. I was literally the last day I ever acted professionally is the day I became eligible to get my Screen Actors Guild card. It's almost three decades later, maybe more, I shouldn't admit. Uh, I'm still a must-join. So it's like you arrived to the dance and you decided not to go. You got it, because there was something better over there. D so. Do you find that as a... For me, for me, which is not to say that the cast we have that are wonderful actors, it's a wonderful thing for them. I mean, for me, it was just better to go a different way. Yeah, I understand that, because... Initially, you know, when, as you're going, you're like, wow, wouldn't you like to be a movie star? And actually, now I see the business side. It's like, wow, that is way more engaging, way more interesting, actually. It is. And the, the good thing about that part is you don't have a lot of paparazzi and stuff like that nailing you. You, you can be... I never see them having expose on the um, producers. <laughs> it's always on the actors. Not too often. Right. Not too often. Do you find that as a producer, you try to work with... Um, the same people all the time because you know that how they are and that they're winners and so on? Oh, definitely. But again, because we all work freelance, as a producer, 
I have, you know, there'll be three soundmen. There will be, you know, this group of cameramen. I mean, even on Lost, we, we have two cameramen. We run alternating directors of photography. It's just too hard a show for the cameraman to do it back to back. They need to see the locations. They need to prepare. But in general, because someone is always, A, not available, or B, given the director or the executive producer's personality, maybe this guy's a little bit better than that guy in terms of the mix, even though the, the abilities and the qualities are equal. Then you have to start looking at, we work very long hours, very hard, day in and day out. Are these two people going to get along better than those two people? So you really almost cast your crew to the project as much as you cast the actors to the part. And then how does that work if um, the creator of the show, do they pitch you to come and work with them, or is it normally the, produce, the, the producers are pitching the creators to work with them, or is it both? Mm, in my case, I'll be very honest, I was pitching J.J. I wanted to do the show, very much so. And sometimes, I mean, I get calls and they pitch me. Mm-hmm. This spring, I just said I was very happy and I wasn't looking. You're kind of working on several, I guess, one project, I'm sorry, one project at a time because, you know, you're focusing on Lost, right? You're not doing Lost and a movie and it's not like a, I guess, like an actor, you know, who could be doing three movies at one time. You tend to do less. I mean, you always have your pet project that is in some stage of development, but Lost itself has become such a machine in two years that where it started out and we just had, okay, we've got lost and we're doing each episode. Now we have lost and we have the lost publicity. We have the lost promotion. We have the lost mobisodes, which is what we call these mobile phone downloads, which is going to be a whole other production. And it just, it's huge. So. Well, I guess where I was going with that is, you know, after a show ends or after a movie, you know, is... In the theaters, it's kind of refreshing because now it's, what else can I do now? What's next? What, you know, is that how you feel? To a degree. With me, having come from features mostly, what I used to do with that downtime with features is how my whole relationship with Disney and ABC grew is that I would go, oh, well, my next feature doesn't really start for a couple of months and maybe I'll just go do a movie of the week because they would fit in so well. So, or maybe I'll just go do a pilot. So, that's interesting. There's so many different aspects to this whole thing, yeah. I guess it's just like a business, and but you don't consider it that way as a producer. You think you're just producing the show, but like she said, there's marketing, there's the mobile, there's sounds exciting. Yeah, Yeah. no, this is totally a business, and I mean, I'm I'm very sort of glib about the numbers, but the numbers are extremely important. The numbers, essentially. You have to look at your ratings. Your budget's not going to be as big if your ratings are lower because it's always the balance. Then you have to look at the marketing. It's really very interesting as this past year, we became the largest show in the world. So, in fact, there are other shows in the United States in the top ten that do better than us in ratings but when you add all the territories and the countries in the world together, Lost is the number one show. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. 
After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Gene Higgins, film and TV producer, responsible for overseeing the production of more than $500 million in motion picture and television projects. She's a member of both the Directors Guild of America and the Producers Guild of America. A lot of people don't realize the work that you folks are doing with the community. I know that I, I, I was... Um, introduced to that through the Pacific Century Fellows and our, our group meeting with you. Are you able to share some of that with us? Well, I hope this year, which will be our season three, we're able to do a lot more. Last year, we set up a very sort of loose internship program with Kamehameha, which sort of drove my assistant Kayleen and I to explore how we could formalize it better and add more to it. And we just sort of came up with a curriculum, but it was something that we really wanted to do one, because we have a relationship with Kamehameha, what we call our back lot out at Police Beach. We rent from the Kamehameha Foundation. So this year we're going to try and make it bigger. We're going to try and expand it to more schools. The question is just how many can we absorb at any given time. But what it's done is in terms of talking with the studio, we found little branches and places at, at Disney that are wonderful, that are there really ready to help and aid and that do fellowship programs and grants. So we're trying to set up a whole structure where we can really more formalize it and make it very specific to Hawaii because we are a Hawaiian production and expand it. The thing that kind of surprised me was when you folks go into an area, you actually clean it before you, you even do anything there. Oh, we have to clean it. <laughs> it's um, Anytime you go into the jungle and you see these large mounds of, of foliage, more often than not, we discover a rusted-out car underneath. So I, I was asking the location manager at one point for just a count of how many junked cars have we removed over the course of the season, and he sort of lost count at 100. So... Uh, we have to go because our actors run through the jungle. They take falls in the jungle or the stuntmen take falls in the jungle. 
we go in, we don't just clean up the used cars. We take out the old tires. We clean up the glass. We sift the beach. We, we always leave it better than we found it. And granted, there are a lot of us. We go in, we tromp on the plants, we refoliate, we go back in and replant. Wow. And then I noticed that you folks also did some things with local businesses to kind of help local businesses as well. People don't see that, but can you talk about it a little bit? Well, mostly we just try and give all our business out locally here. There's very, it's twofold. One, because we were operating under Act 221, we're required to do 70% spend, 70, 75% spend, Hawaiian spend. Right now, I've gotten us up to about a 90% Hawaiian spend, which is both creating, making some of the mainland businesses where there was no counterpart in Hawaii. We've had them open up branches here in Hawaii and also just using Hawaiian suppliers. I mean, my all my department heads will tell you I am constantly going, why do you think you need to get this on the mainland? Find it here. And you'd be amazed at what you can find. Often there are not a lot of choices, but there's going to be at least one. And that 90%, can you give us any ballpark or, or so? Is that how much money that is, actually? To Hawaii, that we spend about $70 million a year here. Substantial. So... And then as you've been in, in business in your life, have you gotten involved with nonprofits and community organizations yourself, or is it primarily through the studio? Mostly through the studio, but only because our hours are so killer. It makes it really hard to be actively involved and find the time to go to the meetings because the meetings are always when, oh, sorry, I have to shoot tonight, or sorry, I've got a Saturday that we didn't expect. or So what we find is it's much easier just time-wise for us, but it's also more meaningful really for the organizations to funnel it through the studio. So we have done a lot of auction off a set visit to Lost. Uh, we've donated pieces of wardrobe, items of clothing, props, so that they fetch far more than their market value by virtue of what they are, and it's a great way to help raise money for charity. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.